Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Netflix is one thing really well, streaming video. For the last decade, its focus has been on beaming TV and movies to your screen. But now, the company is preparing to expand into gaming. In some ways, this move toward gaming seems obvious. Netflix has been playing around with interactive media for years. Like Bandersnatch, the Choose Your Own Adventure episode of Black Mirror from 2018. But the move is also surprising for Netflix, a company that's known for staying in its lane. Here to explain more is Recode's junior Netflix reporter, Peter Kafka. Hey, Peter. Hi, Ronnie. Thanks for the demotion or promotion. I'll take either one. <laughs> it's a promotion. So, Peter, uh, video games on Netflix, how's that going to work? Uh, we don't know. We haven't seen it, but we we have some educated guesses now. Netflix wants to do casual games. They're not trying to do Call of Duty or really elaborate games that you might play on an Xbox or a PS5. These will be on your phone. They'll be within the Netflix app. If you've ever played with the Apple Arcade app, this seems like pretty similar stuff. Or if you've played Candy Crush or any of those just basic time-wasting games on your phone that occupy your five or ten minutes. That seems to be what Netflix wants to do here. Okay, but they're not going to have Candy Crush on Netflix. What kind of games will they have there? For all we know, they could put Candy Crush there. They they are talking about trying to leverage the Netflix IP, intellectual property, stuff they already own. So maybe there's a Stranger Things game. But they said they might also take some existing games. I think what they really want you to do is spend more time using Netflix. And up until now, that meant watching TV shows and movies. And now they're saying that could also be playing games. Am I right to think this is like a weird thing for Netflix to do? I happen to remember you and I were interviewing Reed Hastings and he said, we have to have this maniacal focus on one thing and that thing is streaming. And this seems like not streaming to me. Yeah, I had the same question. Um, and I asked the Netflix folks about this and they didn't say anything on the record. And but sort of the the nudges and winks is, look, we started off, you know, taking other people's TV shows and movies and putting the streaming those. And then we started making our own shows and then we expanded and expanded and expanded. And now we're doing movies. And this is just sort of a natural progression. I don't really buy that, especially when you get into more interesting and interactive games. Just technically, it's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different mindset in terms of, you know, uh, interacting with users, m perhaps moderating their behavior. This is interactivity. That's It's very different than, you know, when you watch a Netflix show, all you can do is watch the Netflix show or, or turn it off. You interact with games. That's a whole different world. You're, you're wandering into the worlds of moderation. It's, it's just a very different skill set. Doesn't mean they can't do it, but it's I don't see it as a obvious natural step. 
Right. But other people have been speculating forever that, you know, Netflix was going to branch out into sports or games. Why is it doing games now, you think? Um, so people always ask them, will you do sports, live sports? Will you do live news? Will you add in ads? And they said, no, 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 we're just streaming this thing. And, and the truth is, I don't think they have a particularly compelling rhetorical answer about why this is different. I think it just seems like something they can do today in a sort of a baby step and then eventually progress. Looks like we've been talking about when this would happen for a long time, but Netflix may be bumping up against the limits of of how many subscribers it can add in the U.S. The last quarter, it actually lost about 400,000 subscribers. I don't, it it thinks it's still going to keep growing, but the bulk of the growth is international. So if you have those subscribers, you want to make sure you keep them. If you give them free games, maybe that makes them that much less likely to unsubscribe. In theory, maybe it helps you. You can either raise prices because you can say, look, you're getting games now, too, and that's worth an extra dollar. Or you can say maybe there's a a Netflix basic service that doesn't have games and that's slightly cheaper. It allows you to play with pricing a bit. In theory, you could also say Netflix has games and you haven't been subscribing to Netflix, but now there's games, too. Isn't that cool? Right. So a reason to subscribe. So who's Netflix now competing with if they add games to their streaming video and TV? I mean, the kind of games that we're imagining Netflix is talking about, these are kind of, you know, again, sort of lightweight, casual games. There's a million different developers that make them, and as well as the the gaming heavyweights like EA and, and Take-Two, et cetera. But those, those companies are generally more focused on bigger, more expensive games, more expansive games. Um, so the shorter answer is go to your go to the iTunes store and, and, and look at all the free gaming apps. And that's what Netflix is competing with. They're competing with anyone who would pull you out of the Netflix app mm-hmm. and, and get you to spend five minutes there. And they're saying, well, just spend those five minutes with us. I got an email from the New York Times today and they were like, Remember, we have games. Come here. And I was like, oh, man. I got that same one, too. The fact that both Netflix and The New York Times are both pushing games, um, which can be a standalone thing or bundled into the main thing, I think is not entirely a coincidence. They, they all want you to spend more time with their service. Okay, so we were talking before about how they used to have this maniacal focus. Now they're branching out into something they don't really have any experience with. Do you think they can pull it off? I think they can certainly add a bunch of casual games into the app. I think that's both technically possible. Um, whether that will be successful, it's hard to say. Um, the game world is a pretty weird world. A lot of these games are successful because they are marketed very expensively through the Facebooks of the world. I think Netflix figures are, you're already in the app. We don't have to market to you. The same reason we can make a comedian you've never heard of a huge overnight sensation because we put it on the homepage. The main question I have is whether this will lead to anything beyond the novelty of playing a couple rounds of Stranger Things themed Candy Crush. Because if that's all there is, it doesn't really seem like it's worth the time and money that they're going to have to plow into this. And I wonder if they have much bigger ambitions down the road. Right. That's what I was going to ask you next. Like, what would it take for them to like sort of justify this expense and energy? Like, what would a bigger thing be down the road? I mean, maybe one day they are in the call of duty business and now there is, you know, um, much more sophisticated games that you can play either on your phone, but maybe also on your TV. That is so technically difficult to pull off and then just creatively difficult. We have seen all kinds of people in in, uh, Amazon spent a gazillion dollars trying to make their own sort of Fortnite a while ago and you've never even heard of it. It had zero users. It just totally failed. Uh, you know, what Netflix does have here is distribution. So maybe, I mean, I think 
you can sort of see this expanding, and maybe this is going to be dangerous for Netflix, into just like Netflix is a service you pay money to on every month, and they give you a bunch of things, some of which are TV shows and movies, and then there's just other stuff. And it becomes not just like we've talked in the past about how Netflix has kind of replaced the cable bundle, right? Everything that used to be on your cable dial is sort of in Netflix if you can find it eventually. And maybe now it's more expansive and it's just everything that can be on your screen. That seems inevitably like the kind of thing that will distract Netflix and then they're not good at any one thing. And then we're asking Reed Hastings how he, how he managed to screw this up. But it's a small step on the earnings call where Netflix formally talked about it was not the main focus of what they were doing. The Most analysts still want to know, how are you going to grow outside the US? How are you going to raise prices? When do you, when, you know, what's your production? pipeline. That's still the fundamental business they're in. Games are a, a footstep out of that right now. How does this change what it means to be a streaming company? Like, does it change what it means to be a streaming company if you now have games? I mean, I think that is the question a lot of Hollywood and media and tech companies have been asking themselves in one way or another. Gaming is already a giant business. It's bigger than Hollywood in terms of revenue. Um, certainly, there's a large group of consumers for whom games are more important than movies, etc. If you're in the movie and TV streaming business, it would seem myopic not to want to participate in that in some way. And again, maybe there's just, you know, you pay one company X amount of money per month and they just give you a lot of stuff to occupy your time. Mm -hmm. We're a long way from that. There's a lot of competition right now. Right now, everyone's trying to chase Netflix in this one narrow category. And Netflix is saying, all right, we're going to expand the category while you guys chase us. All right. Thanks so much, Peter. Thanks, Ronnie. And thank you for listening to Recode Daily. My name is Ronnie Mola. This episode was produced by Alan Rodriguez Espinosa and engineered by Paul Munsey. Let us know what you want to learn more about. Email us at recodedaily at recode.net.